Hi, it's Adrian here. I want to share with you something really exciting. I've just recorded a series for the AIA Austin, Texas, their homes tour, which comes up at the end of October. Now, this is a tour where you can register and go and visit these amazing homes. I've recorded each of the architects and they've told us about the journey through the home. And in it, there is just so many wonderful little nuances that they share with you. I encourage you to listen. I encourage you to go on the tour. And thanks for being a listener on Talk Design. In this special series for the AIA Austin Homes Tour, I have that delightful Sarah Bullock McIntyre from Sarah Bullock McIntyre Architecture to talk about Shoalwood Residence today. Now, this home is mid century inspired really beautiful and there's a wonderful client story behind this as well which is fantastic so we're going to dig through that and we're going to so it's going to tell us about the you know the client story as well and the neighborhood story and take us on a bit of a journey about the brief and then we're going to take you on a journey as a listener and also hopefully as somebody who's going to be on the homes tour to take a little walk and see it through Sarah's eyes. So Sarah, welcome to Talk Design. Hi, Adrian. I'm so glad to be here with you. It's so exciting. This house is, in the photos that I've seen, it's got beautiful scale. It's, I want to say it's modest, but it's mm-hmm. actually, it's it's complicated for its modesty. <laughs> but it's so simple when you look at it. Like I've been over the plans and I've been through all the photos that I've seen. I'm really looking forward to seeing it in in person because it's got a lot of personality, this home as well. And I know that a lot of that comes from the owners and you understanding them and seeing where they want to live and being part of how their energy is going to be spent. So take me for a little journey with the client brief would be really good so that people get to understand how much dedication those clients put into finding the right location first. Absolutely. So I was telling you earlier that the client and I actually met on a family vacation when we were freshmen in college and we just hit it off. He and I were great friends all the way through college. He had a real appreciation for me going through architecture school. I can actually remember him coming and like visiting and and checking out the studio and like really being fascinated. He was truly, he is a lover of design. And so anyway, we, we stayed, remained friends. We both married and lived on opposite sides of the country. I lived in Washington, DC. He lived in San Francisco with his wife. And I had already come back to Austin, had been living here for about a decade, but Joey and his wife, Lucy had always sort of had their eyes on Austin as their place that they intended to raise their family. Nice. They had been in the Bay Area for about a decade, but, you know, they were itching to get back. He's actually from Louisiana, so it's closer to his family. But he he had really invested a lot of energy in understanding where exactly he wanted to be in Austin. He had a lot of friends from college, and 
law school that already lived here and he would he would literally survey us like okay you got to give me the <laughs> top five reasons why you love living in south austin why you love living in west austin wherever it was they lived and so he kind of narrowed in on the rosedale area which is a central austin neighborhood established you know most of the houses were probably built in the 30s and 40s yeah um and the I think what he loved most about it, having visited and also just knowing more about friends in the area, he loved the quality of the, the, just the streetscape and the neighborhood vibe. A huge part of, I think, grow, I think also having lived in San Francisco, I know for me coming uh -huh. back from DC, there's something about living in a, a city where you're, you're used to being close to your neighbors and you're used to having that sort of shared uh, common space uh, yeah. and an appreciation for that, I would say. Um, and so he was really seeking out a neighborhood where people kind of lived in their front yards. I love um, that. That's an, yeah. I don't know whether that's an Austin thing, but it's certainly, or, or an American thing, but it's certainly an Austin thing that I've experienced being in Austin. I, I, I don't it's know just... that it, it definitely feels like an American thing um, yeah. because the, you know, I will say, although, you know, there are, the further you go up north, they don't have fences, for instance, like their backyards uh -huh. are just like, uh -huh. I, I never understood that idea with dogs, like how the dogs knew to just not run off. But I think they do about, just run off, don't they? They just, they? they just share the whole yard. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, well, that's, I would that's... never see mine again, Adrian, if my, if mine, if I, had that. <laughs> I would be more worried about my kids than the dogs. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> they'd run um, off. They'd be like four blocks down. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But anyway, he, he really felt a connection to this particular neighborhood. And I, I mean, I don't remember if it was quite sight unseen, but he asked me to help him. I had suggested a realtor and the realtor had found a couple of options in this particular house, this lot that we found. I went and looked at it and I felt like it was a modest two one cottage, but it had a night, it was in a great part of the neighborhood. And I, he was able to get that through, like looking at Google Maps and all that. He had a, a better understanding for the context of that uh -huh. particular house. But ultimately, he they you know per, they signed the dotted line and they they went under contract on the house from California. Yeah. And so I was engaged with him from the very beginning of like, how are we going to make this house work for you? Because it was small. I mean, I think it was maybe 900 square feet initially. Right. So it but was small. a little complicated because the lot slopes from street level to the rear property line, a full story. And so the house was pure and beam. It had this odd basement area that wasn't really a basement. In any case, we worked really hard to try to make this project into something that could, you know, I guess, satisfy the, what their goals were for long-term for yeah, this kind for of forever home. Town. Yeah. Yeah. And we had the engineer come in once we had a general schematic concept for the plans, enough for an engineer to kind of give his assessment. It was quickly determined that the foundation was just the Rubbish. amount of investment. <laughs> yeah. That would yeah. have been required to bring this up to handle any additional square footage, you know, a new floor above it or anything like that. It was just cost prohibitive. So I think once they kind of mourned the idea that this wasn't going to be a, a, a remodel addition, and it really, they didn't mourn it for too long. 
they jumped at the opportunity to be, they jumped at the opportunity to like start fresh and really make this what they wanted it to be. And you were saying also that they, they trucked the old house off. Yeah, they were really, I mean, Really I think that that was of, part of that, values, yes, I think yeah. there was like obviously a, an, an investment and in not wanting to waste a perfectly good home Yeah, that just had foundation issues that would not, you know, uh, handle adding a second story and adding onto the back. But yeah, he did some research and he was able to donate it such that it helped, you know, we, he got a tax write-off for it and sure. it was able to be moved to a different part of I don't think it was actually in Austin. I think it's outside of Austin. So yeah, it's a win-win for him and a win for whoever ended up getting it. I love house. that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. really brilliant. I, I was sad that they didn't get to see it wheeled down the street that happened <laughs> in the middle of the night. But um, I think that they felt good about that part of it to be able to preserve it. So in the start of the design process, were they still in California or had they moved to Austin? No, they lived in that house probably. Oh, they lived in the old house. Yeah, yeah, they they moved here. After they bought it, they moved here. And I thought they lived in it for a year. Uh Uh-huh. I I mean, they, I mean, they, at that point, once they moved here and they loved the little house, they made it work for them while they had it. And, and of course, I think it gave them reassurance getting to know their neighbors and all of that, that this was, this is where they wanted to be. Yeah. So yeah, they were already totally anchored by the time that house was moved off and they were building new, they, Got it. their neighbors, I mean. They, where did they go and rent while they were, you know, where did they go to? It was in the, it was a different part of the neighborhood. But so they stayed in the neighborhood. Much, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So very much, Joey, he is, had the role of more of like stay-at-home dad. He had, He's a little bit of an entrepreneur. He used to be in a practicing attorney, but he kind of changed roles after they left San Francisco. So he was really hands-on with the entire, both from design, like all the way through design and through construction. He was very actively engaged on site. So so yeah, it was, it was, I've never experienced a homeowner so like in tune with every decision and not in a way in which they're like um, overbearing, but in tune, in tune, in flow and going with yeah, and process. it was very much collaborative in that he wasn't making decisions purely off of like he we discussed a lot of things and he wanted to understand why things were done the way that they were done uh-huh. so that he could he, he was learning. It was very much about him learning the architecture and understanding why things were the way that they were and if things needed to be to pivot. That yeah. that there was an understanding that I like he wanted my input on that and Sometimes maybe my input wasn't ultimately what he went with, but it was educated. Like he knew why. And mm-hmm. if there weren't there weren't a lot of times that he didn't go with whatever I recommended, but it was very much a it was it's just a journey. It was a was collaborative a journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a team member for sure with me. Which is um, which is the nature of him, you know, like you said, with the researching of the neighborhoods and the researching of where he wants to be and the kind of people he wants to be around and you know, I, I know that as we walk through this house, you're going to tell us some stories about how this specific thing's designed for the engagement of the neighborhood. Absolutely. Uh, just yeah. This whole kind of being very, not prescriptive, but on a journey to understand where you want to be and learning about yourself in that journey is so amazing because architecture 
can be just a destination. You can rock up and buy the house and walk in and then you live around what it is, just like they did when they bought that one. Right. And on the right. other side of it, when you're doing a home, a custom home for somebody, yes, it takes in the, the local environment and the local aesthetic and all uh, different, all these different elements, but then it's actually about bringing the client to life in the space and right. their right. dreams. And, and yeah, it's like, well, it's the magic. Well, and the challenge is that like, so this was a couple. This was not just one homeowner. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and so, and that's typical. We always laugh, uh-huh. like as architects, especially of, of residential architects. As, we're as, like especially the, yeah, yeah, I was about to say marriage I mean, we counseling. really are because it's a very intimate process. And you yep. see, not only do you experience the dynamic of this couple um, and the way that their family functions, the way they sort of defer to one another or uh-huh. or one another but also you're constantly attempting to take into account that these are two individuals and they have different desires and you know goals and so you know sometimes it's easier than others Um, this project what was challenging is that Joey really had a pretty clear understanding with what he wanted but his wife Lucy had a little bit harder of a time articulating the interiors Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she had a real clear in her mind the word huga is yeah. like they, they always went back to that but she really whereas on the exterior joey kind of like really captured that like that was something that he was kind of a driver on the interior was very much a practice of of reduction on the part of lucy like the, right. the wife she really yeah. like you would start with something that you thought was an attempt at what it like her goals or what she yeah. was aiming for but usually it was a practice of reduction and simplifying and that's where it was like the moment that it came together it was like that was it you, you know but it was a, it was complicated because you know you take somebody that loves mid-century architecture well this isn't a straight up mid-century no, house I mean no it's you could got... have it's not pure and beam like you could mm-hmm. have had exposed beams and like more articulation of the structure and we started with two options like is this the direction you want to go? Do you want this to look like this was built in 1958 or whatever? Or do you want it to be like a a fresh version of that? And very quickly, no, we want fresh. Like we want this to be more streamlined, much more, I don't know, like less fuss, less like detail like that. And really more about planes and and walls coming together. So it was, it's, it was a real ex- experience of like the collaboration was something that we felt with both sides. And it was, it was ever, I mean, we were doing it the entire project. It was cool. It, it was a lot of fun. It, it was just so much fun. fun. So much yes. fun. And, but then you get something that's um, pretty unique from it as well. So when, when people come on tour, they're going to pull up in this absolutely beautiful little neighborhood and it's tree-lined streets, and it's idyllic. Right. They're going to pull up outside this house somewhere close by, and they're going to take a walk, and they're going to end up coming down the driveway, I imagine. Mm-hmm. It's going to be their it's going to be their entrance point. Will be down the driveway, and right. I don't know whether Joey's going to have his six hundred D blue baby out there or not, but I imagine baby, he will. Well, absolutely, yes. I blue imagine baby yeah, blue baby center for sure. <laughs> yeah, for for those of you listening, Blue Baby is going to be a treat when you see it. 
I'm not going to give you any more information. I'm going to tell Sarah not to as well. But that's another family member. But that'll be a static family member at the time. Yeah. They, you come down the driveway. Where's the entrance point to the house? So just the entrance point is actually on the opposite side of the house from the driveway. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting point because you're talking about Blue Baby. There were two really major programmatic issues that were presented from the very beginning for this house okay one was this the idea of a front porch that was that really embraced the street where the homeowners could sit on that porch and engage with their neighbors kids could easily run in and out of the house Mm -hmm. so you had the porch and then you also had the need to provide shelter for a blue baby Mm -hmm. and so it's hard not to talk about Blue Baby and not give away this, but. <laughs> <laughs> Be very careful so, then. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so there was this, it was uh, a real challenge because creating a carport that didn't overpower the front elevation of this house or was still in balance to this front porch on the opposite side. So when you're walking up, technically you are walking into through this driveway but it's very clear with this cantilevered front porch on the opposite side uh-huh. uh, that that's where you're meant to sort of enter i think um, and that sorry I, I was going to say i think that you know one of the tricks in this house would be before you actually go in it's going to stand just on the other side of the street and have a look at the house just dead front on Hopefully there's nobody allowed to park in that little bit right in the front. (laughs) Just dead front on and take in this balance of architecture because it's got a really solid central spine with beautiful brickwork and soaring windows. And then it it sort of like fades off to the sides. It's like it's the, the weight is all gone. And then you go down the driveway and you'll turn to the left. And as you turn to the left, you will come across the front of the house around some gardens and stuff and then up onto this porch which is made to engage with the street so when you're there taking your shoes off mm-hmm. turn around and imagine standing on there with a glass of wine or a coffee or whatever it is and chatting to the neighbors or the people coming down the street the other people have a look around yourself and have a look at the other people arriving at the home as well and you'll really get a sense of how they imagined living or they now live they imagined and you and you created with them this intimate space but it's actually a a public intimate space it is Um, it's really clever we we kind of laugh because i i to me it's literally like it's this figurative like hand of like joey you know this gracious host that's like asking people to come have a drink with them on the Uh porch i mean it it is it's beautiful I yeah. joke, it's not so much a porch, it's a perch. A um, perch. The way that it, like, you know, extends out. So, yeah, so you would, th- those two elements dictated the way that the front of this house was organized, and the site was the other major contributor sure. because of it being sloped. We knew that the common areas, we were going to want common areas on both the upper level, which was we call street level, huh? and then the lower level, which is the backyard. So creating that connection between the sort of front of house common the space back of house, all yeah. the way to the backyard was a challenge. 
that we was very clear from the beginning. So you walk into a small little entry that I have this, I wanted an element. That's kind of that mid-century nod right there where you have the little light well with the yeah. landscape box there right at the entry. But then you turn the corner and you're and you're in the living and dining space. You know, one of the big challenges for this house was because of the interest in having this sort of floating hovering, it's almost like a UFO hovering like roof over the house, uh-huh. um, being able to manage the mechanical equipment. Oh, sure. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so the mechanical, all the uh, registers for this area are predominantly coming from the floor and these common spaces. And then we have wall registers that are towards the back over the attic. That's like Uh above the bedrooms, but that was like a real big challenge is keeping those ceilings really clean for that, that main vaulted space. Yeah. So you've got beams, but no, no rafters. Right. All the and the mechanical, of course, could not uh-huh. have been hidden within that. So it's we do have floor registers in that that area, which you know we, we try not to do that like throughout an entire house, but it worked for these. I mean, it's not inexpensive for starters. Yeah, yeah. To do that, but um, and then this sort of column, the panel. There's a lot of wall paneling that that shows up in a number of the different common spaces. The material palette is very consistent, and that was yeah. a big. Speaking about the the other half of the homeowner uh, team, Lucy, she really like loved the idea of this cohesiveness through all of the spaces. This very understated color palette, and but it's still very warm because of the amount of wood paneling that we this white oak paneling that we have in the house. But on and the it, opposite, it oh, certainly ahead. has. Uh, it, well, it certainly has this lovely with the with the light color, like the white interior and then the wood oak the the paneling it's got a very very calm space like in, internally it's not like it, it's not like there's a busyness to it there's there's no, there still, is, everything's going on in there but it, there's no right, busyness right. to it, it right and she she was really drawn scale. to that scandinavian yeah. that, that yeah. scandinavian aesthetic so that mm-hmm. column is actually hiding the the mudroom space that wood paneled wall that goes all the way up is actually hand, handling all the mess. I, it's so, it's so interesting that. you say this because I was talking to Casey Woods, the photographer, yesterday, yes. and we were talking about your house here, this okay. home, and she said, this is magic, like this piece, and there's this incredible mud room behind there as well. And she was telling me about it. Which was really cool. We 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 did it on every house, so there's a little oh, bit. Fun. And it was one of her favorite points about how this house handled the, you know, the comings and goings of life, and what, what's required. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that that I mean, that's those. It's funny when people ask, like, when we're talking about programming, so trying mm-hmm. to develop an understanding of what the goals are for the project, all the specific needs. Those spaces, your pantries, your mud rooms, your like those are the most important spaces ultimately for a lot of my homeowners. Uh-huh. Like they're uh-huh. focused on making those spaces work because if well, if they don't work every day, I was about to say, if they don't work, nothing works. That's right, and they feel it. It's very yeah. clear to them. Like if a living room doesn't work, it may be because there's acoustical huh. issues or I can't fit this chair or whatever. But when you 
the the normal like the things that we do our routines are disrupted because of function functional issues like uh-huh. not having a place to hang your jacket or whatever it is that yep. will drive you nuts it will drive you nuts so <laughs> we always we always make sure that those elements are absolutely taken care of that's why there's a whole renovation market out there because <laughs> it true. drives that's people true. nuts when they don't it's, have it the truth it's the truth <laughs> so yeah that that front of the house is really all of those spaces including the kitchen do have views of this front yard so the idea is that when they are kind of living in the house on the front on the main level up there that if somebody's coming up to the door if somebody's in the front yard or walking by <laughs> they can they'll see. probably see them yes yeah. and so knowing joey he'd knock on the window and run outside to go, hey hey them. how you doing yeah. <laughs> so yeah i, I think so that's he, part of the magic though because that's part of the who they are they are yes absolutely they Look, are joey um, when he's joey's when he's 90 he'll be a curtain twitcher <laughs> he won't actually he'll just be sitting on his porch with, he with, will just be sitting on his porch yeah, that's right yeah but it's the house is very much like especially when they haven't drawn the shades and there are um drapes that they do close i'm not drapes there's roller shades yeah right that do shut down that the lower glass on the front of the uh-huh. house for the evening but it is a bit of a lantern i mean this house glows at night and i know that it's it's a very warm space despite how there are a lot of more contemporary or more modern, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. solutions in the way that that's handled. But so just going back, I guess, to the sort of how you would experience the house, there is a uh, a view all the way through from basically once you've come in the house and turned all the way to the the stair hall with the full double story windows that go to the backyard. So that uh-huh. was really important for them to feel that sort of visual connection from front yard to the backyard gotcha um, so and you're looking over that staircase um yes and so that you see right through the home and and yes. you you get your orientation on the site from that as well as well as like getting that long view through the home right right it's, yeah and it works you know, the only the only challenge i think which we i remember talking about this at some point but there isn't an acoustic connection like say your child like uh-huh. one of the boys playing in the backyard there isn't an acoustic connection because we can't open the window, like technically to yell at them from this area, <laughs> but you can, you can get all the way to the stair and you can see what's happening in the backyard. Uh-huh. But that was a really important way to create a connection between the upper level living area and the lower level uh, and living area. So, so for people who haven't seen this house yet, this is a, almost floor to ceiling it's not quite floor but over two stories that we're talking about here so as you as you approach the staircase this is all opening up to you the whole backyard is becoming more and more visible the closer you get to coming down the stairs and as you come down the stairs you're engaging with all of it at the same time so it's a a really beautiful journey Right. And so the the bedrooms are all on the upper level. So uh-huh. you've got the master suite, or the primary suite and the two kids bedrooms and there's two baths up there. And then the lower level is really more of their like daily kind of casual family space. Uh-huh. So once you've come down those stairs, you're down in um, their family room, which is also open to a flex room. So this is where we imagine that like 
I always like to have multiple options for living spaces for people, especially when they have multiple children, just sure. the ability to like hang out as the kids grow and they can be independent of you. The parents could be obviously sitting in one area and maybe having some quiet and the kids can be in their sort of, you know, TV yeah. room or whatever. So that's yeah. all downstairs. Um, so you come down into a space that really feels like a lounge and we built in, we actually set up the stairway so that they could fit this custom couch that creates, that's a sectional that wraps that corner. And yeah. you're in the space that's got a little, so they have a little wet bar down there and a flex room, which has double pocket doors that can complete, completely close it off so that there's a Murphy bed that's been built in that allows them oh, to about, have guests. Yeah. yeah guests so if somebody comes to stay, then they can be down there and they're, they're semi-independent and they have right. the yard at their disposal as well. It's like beautiful. Right. Yeah. There's a little, you know, kitchenette down there that they use for uh-huh. uh, when they are entertaining in the backyard. And then the connection point is ultimately a screen porch. So that's how you g- get into the backyard space. Yeah. A real challenge, which I didn't mention, this was sort of the, I said, the, the carport, the front porch, the lot. Also, those were three major uh, factors for how, what dictated the design. The other was this existing um, dwelling unit that was attached to the original garage. So there is a little efficiency that's back uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. It was a big deal to maintain. Um, and so the site planning all was built around being able to maintain. We we removed the garage portion as yep. part of this project, but the actual unit remained. So that still is used for, oh. he rents it out for long, short-term rentals and this sort of stuff. And they're able to access that down the, there's a path down the side of the house. So and I can you, short-term rent this when I come to Austin. You absolutely can. And I'm afraid that you and Joey will hit it off so much that he'll just have, <laughs> you, you'll be staying in the house. <laughs> yeah, um, Joey, did the, Lucy and the kids will move down there. That's right. There you go. Um, but it is, the, the landscape was so beautifully um, done. The uh, Franny uh, Peterson, who is the landscape, she did such an amazing job of like utilizing the landscape to help create spaces in the backyard where you don't even see that door to the, to the yeah, actual right. ADU. It's, yeah. And I mean, it's completely private. There's, it's very much an oasis back there, but there, are, I mean, every time I've been there, they've, they've had renters that are using it for a short term. So it, it works beautifully, but the it, way that they've designed that space. Again, and, and, and when you're on tour, go and find how this is the secret space and not that it's a secret, but just how it engages and, in the architecture, this is part of the planning that that creates this. Planning. Yeah, creates this wonderful uh, flexibility that this home has, and you know, it's got like a a nice little income that comes off it as well, That's, which is that was a, absolutely that was. A and you've got point of why that needed to be maintained for sure. Yeah, you've got Joey as an ambassador, and um, <laughs> yeah. Austin, you know, an Austin Rosedale ambassador, and. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's um, but so one of, beautiful. One of the things I wanted to mention, which I'm sure, Adrian, when you've spoken to a lot of the Austin architects that do these houses in the central Austin neighborhoods, is just you talk about all the different sort of the complicating factors of all the things we're trying to fit into these houses. Sure. Um, the zoning, you know, prevents us from building beyond, you know, a certain yeah. percentage yeah. Of, uh, the of the lot area. Lot. 
And we've had, this is, this is fully, you talk about maxing out. We are actually maxed out, even though this house looks as You're uh, at the maximum modest, coverage. Scaled, it has maxed out. I don't, we're not maxed out on impervious cover, but the actual gross floor area, it has been like, like we've, we've hit that mark. So despite <laughs> the scale, because it, it's very modest in scale, again, you're yeah. only seeing this one story on the front. Oh. That's, you know, it's 20, I can't remember exactly, 2,700, it says 2,235 square feet split into two floors. Yes. Plus this little ADU, I think, which is like 200 square feet or something. Yeah, wow. It's, yeah. I, I love the fact that it's not, <laughs> I was about to say overbuilt. It's, I, I didn't realize it was built to the maximum already, it, but it's not overbuilt and its scale doesn't uh, dominate the lot. It feels like it's within the landscape, not the landscapes, the tiny two bits around the side of it. Right, um, right. You know, it, it well, does think, all those things. It's awesome. There's a lot of things that in Austin, oh, especially when there's developers involved, there's a lot of tricks to being able to get... More um, coverage. Yes. Mm -hmm. And because of like, you know, they utilize attic exemptions. There's a number of different ways. Well, when you're working with a house that's a mid-century, you don't have, a, you don't really have an attic. There's not a lot of attic. Um, yeah, it's for, no, it's for rats no. and mice, if there's anything. Um, <laughs> so just carving out space for like, it's for storage, because even a storage, you know, a closet, mm -hmm. like a, an exterior short, that counts. Mm -hmm. And so Joey, like this was a huge part of our exercise was being able to, to really squeeze every little bit of square footage we could get out of this house so that it could function for them, you know, for uh, the long haul. But it is because also that carport did take up a little extra. You have to, yeah. after a certain point, you have to, because it's a double carport. Yeah. But we, you know. Oh, you are, achieved it and, and it, you, you <laughs> got there. That's the, that's the key. And this is, again, this is the, the journey of, you know, custom architecture. Right, is, absolutely. Is and the brief is finding the the way to create the client's dream and something that is of the of the space. Right, right. With all the regulations that you've that you've got as well, you're lucky you didn't have a live oak or something in the middle of the block. <laughs> that one in the middle of the lot that you had to build a, a courtyard that's true. around. It would have changed the design, that's for sure. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? It's, um, yeah. But with that with that thing and, and maximizing everything you can from the space within a budget, within everything, is the genius of pulling it together. And so when you might go to us on the tour, some of these houses where they've got more expansive size lots, they can build bigger, they can do all these things. This is the size building that fits on this lot. There isn't any more. There isn't any more you're allowed. Um, right. And it still engages all the brief points that they required from it. And I mean, kudos to you. That's the genius. And you create something that's beautiful, something that's not overbuilt, something that's of scale. It's like modest, but beautiful, modest. You know, it's like, yeah, I think, I think it's a sensational house. Well, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I think the greatest compliment when we were going through the process of, you know, they were the committee for the homes tour was touring the various homes that were uh, eligible for this tour. They, several were confused. They thought this was a remodel, you know, like yeah. they thought the house had been here and that like, that's absolutely like. As you say, the greatest compliment. 
It really was the greatest compliment because obviously when they spent more time in the house, they understood that it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, you, but... you can see it's not, but in the first glance as you go, it's of the space. And so yeah. it fits, it fits. Yeah. And then like me looking at the photos of it, I'm going, oh, okay, yeah, I can see, you know, as you said, that like they, they had that to split. They had to either go modern or they had to, you know, go traditional. Right. And they went the modern version of the traditional and yeah. you can see how beautifully it was cleaned up and simplified, which and especially from the interior perspective, where it just simplified it. And then you get to, if you understand mid-century, you get to see where those pieces have been taken away, but in return, you get another level of calmness. Yeah. You know, the house delivers another sense of calmness. Right. Beautiful right. home. Is there one hidden little trick in there that somebody, when when we're walking through, that we should stop in one spot and go, oh, just see what that window takes in or just see. I know we've got that long view down the back and that's really special, but is there any other, we've got the mudroom kind of area. Is there any other little tricky nooks that people I may mean, not discover? I would discover? say that I think that this, so another thing I mentioned that, having multiple options for living spaces with families is important to me. Flex rooms before COVID happened. I, there was always an, an interest for me to create spaces that could provide flexibility of function, whether it was a, a home office or it had a, the ability to have a day bed for somebody that was staying there. Uh, the Murphy. Like, yeah. To me, that's the success of a house that really kind of can evolve with you as your needs change. Mm-hmm. And so on that lower level, I mentioned that flex room. And so that room, even in the five years that they haven't been there quite that long in the new house, but in the few years that they've lived there, it's already flexed. And I mentioned that there are these two large doors that yeah, pocket when the doors, doors that are in together. their retracted position, I mean, you have a good eight feet, nine feet of opening. But when they roll closed, you've created a separate space. That room, to me, like the ability to to like alter the the function of those spaces down there to me it was a really important part of giving this house that fourth bedroom yeah giving it the ability to have guests come but also like it originally was a a a play space for the boys where they had and they could still they have all the anchors they do like they have uh, different things they can hang from and just work out that kind of stuff that would hung, hung from the ceiling but we also the client realized you know he really wanted the ability to have a more permanent solution for guests. So he built in this Murphy, beautiful Murphy bed solution that I helped him with along that wall. So that the, the fact that that space just within it, with closing the doors, pulling, you know, taking off those, the exercise equipment, pulling down the Murphy bed, the fact that that room can change so quickly and provide, you know, the the, the flexibility. Yeah. It is absolutely to me. That's that's the secret of hiring professionals yeah. that can like have creative solutions. Doesn't it? Doesn't mean that we need to give you more space. Like no, it means it's how part, we make the space work. That's right. It's the smart use of the space and like being creative and how we can provide versatility with just thoughtful design. That's what is that is the beauty to me of this house is that that we're trying. The spaces are performing multiple ways. And I think that that's how you can live small, but also get everything that you need out of it. I love it. I love it. Well, when you come on tour, make sure that you have a decent look around and look for the flex space and take in those other pieces and imagine yourself 
living in this house and being able to engage with your neighbors, the street, the whole aesthetic of it. Sarah, absolutely beautiful place. I love your passion for it. Like, I know it's, <laughs> I know that if Joey was there, that would be doubled up, like, again. Thank you so much for making time. Oh, really, I love this. This really is so love, funny. Really it's fabulous. I look forward to seeing you in person. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Cheers, Okay, hon. thank you. So take me to the Shawwood House, which is Sarah Bullock McIntyre, and take me through this one now. I haven't had the chance to talk to Sarah yet, but I will be this week. So, yeah, I mean, this this space, this space was just lovely. I mean, the house, you approach from the street, uh-huh. and, you know, the house looks nice, but it, it looks like it's been there. I mean, I remember I assumed it was a remodel because it just sits right. in its spot on that street so well. It's like it's always been there. And and I I loved when I found out it was new construction. I loved the feeling of being surprised by that and how, you know, it, it was, you know, definitely and far from being overbuilt for its site, you know, and well, that's yeah, it, nice. just resides, it resides in its spot so lovely. And on this shoot, I got to work with Sarah and and the designer who did the house and then the homeowner, Joey, who was just fabulous and is so in love with his space and so proud of his space. It it was it was a really it was a fun one to shoot. And it's it's a really, really lovely, lovely house. They wanted kind of a mid-century feel and Mm -hmm. You know, that's what she did. And, you know, it's a family home. I think they have two kids and he's got a vintage car that he's in love I with. I can't say it looks like a vintage Fiat. It is. It yeah. is. It is, you know, <laughs> like his pride and joy. And, you know, he wanted that to have a place. And then it's got this lovely front porch because it's a very you know, walking friendly neighborhood. Oh, right. So you sit out on the porch. Neighborhood. Yes. And oh. he wanted a porch. He wanted to be part of that and be open to that. And that was that was really important to him. And it's it's got this lovely like cantilever and then with the landscaping it it also shot really well. But yeah, just again the light on the inside and the you know really windows. Thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. And timber, timber ceilings and parts as well. Yeah. Yeah. They had this like lovely little screen porch on the back and yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was, it was. As you say, it's not overbuilt and there's no. something magical about that. And mm-hmm. I mean, Australia and where I am and America built the biggest houses in the world where those are the two countries. And so overbuilding is, something that happens a lot. And when you get this sort of level of simplicity that totally engage every space engages you, there's exactly. something something really beautiful about that. It really is. And it's I mean, I feel like right now and you know, talk to them a little bit about the sheet, it's almost, you know, it's so expensive to build and mm-hmm. property is so expensive. It's almost hard not to build to the max just to kind of get your money's worth or, you know, be thinking about the future or <laughs> all of those things. And, you know, to which I do understand, but the restraint is just glorious. That's wonderful. You know? 
Yeah. And, and the thoughtfulness in it being a family home, like I'm, I'm a sucker for some good storage and, you know, just the, in moving around this space, there's this beautiful, you know, dining room wall and, and the backside of it, which, you know, isn't photographed, but is all, you know, mudroom and storage space for kids. And, you know, thinking about, you can tell in this space, it was thought about where you're going to entry, where you're going to enter the house, carrying your groceries and how you're going to, you know, set your stuff down and where your kids' money shoes are going to go. And like, I love all of that. You know, so many of these homes are really beautiful, but thinking about the reality of living in them and all of those details being thought through. Yeah. That's that just takes it to the next level. You know, I think so as well. Like that's livability and that, that makes it really special when you make a house that uh, has such high livability. It, it, it yeah. cha- changes it for everybody. And, you know, the other thing that I was thinking when you were saying how, you know, that Joey was there as well. And the the love that he has for his house is infectious. You know, when you're when you're photographing mm-hmm. it, you can feel the energy as well. And mm-hmm. yeah, that just sort of they want to reveal, you know, when a homeowner wants to reveal everything to you about what what just mm-hmm. they they're in love with, what makes them fall in love. I think it's really endearing. Really, really endearing. Yeah, it really is yeah well that's a beautiful journey through some houses from your eyes I I really loved that that was fantastic and I think you know like from each of them you could when you're the photographer you can imagine going and you know how would I live in this because you've got to engage yourself in it when you when you go as well Yeah. yeah and finding those little moments and spaces and pieces that you go oh yeah that yeah I could imagine myself nestled in here or you know on a window seat or maybe standing in the kitchen you know mm-hmm. leaning on the bench talking to your friends mm-hmm. I do some... I mean I, I fall in love with all of the spaces <laughs> yeah. and you know all of the we went through a remodel at my house and I kind of killed my husband because I would come home. I mean, this was many years ago, but I'd come home from a shoot and I was like, oh, what oh no, the poor guy. Oh, what about? <laughs> <laughs> because you do, you see them and you're like, oh, this, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. You would have been a nightmare. You would have been I would a have, nightmare. I was, I was a little bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Just, just constantly like, um, you know, it's like going to a smorgasbord and <laughs> discovering another thing to put on your plate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. It's exactly. so it's so funny that yeah, I know in designing houses, I'm always just incredibly focused on the the client and their personality and you know, like if they're very structured people, are they looking for areas where do they need their structure, the, the feeling of, mm-hmm. of order and structure? And then where do they need the feeling of probably never chaos for the structured people, but the, the feeling of relax? What is that for them? And Warm. and trying to yeah. yeah pull that emotional piece through in the architecture, you know, like that's the joy mm-hmm. of joy of the journey. But doing in something in your own house when you're exposed to all these other houses is like, but I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. So I always go, when people say to me about my house, I say, well, really, it's my wife's house, you know, like, so, 
<laughs> designed it for me. Yeah, yeah. I have well, it's a renovation, and I have to work yeah. with what she loves as much as what I love. And mm-hmm. so what I do is I, I work out what she would love and then I twist it, you know, I give it a twist. And then it's like, oh, and it for her it takes her on a journey where she, you know, goes, Oh, I, I never imagined it would quite be like that. But of course she didn't, because what she described or showed me wasn't how I was going to execute it, it no matter different. what. Yeah, it exactly. was going to be how yeah. can I add to it and put yeah. personality in it and still meet, you know, those other needs. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, for these architects that designed all these different homes, they're doing that with these homes as well. Like that that they're going okay so my client the site you know all these different pieces are engaging what can I do and how can I do it as they expect but not as they expect exactly exactly how can I take them a level further exactly take this up a bit yeah exactly that's the cool part of it well that was absolutely fabulous I really really enjoyed that um it Thank was, you so much. That was great. It was great to be able to, you know, go through them all and just look at what what you, from your eyes, what you see and your process and all those things as well. So thank you, Casey. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed speaking with you and I'm so excited for the tour. I'm excited for, you know, the architects and homeowners and and to see, you know, to see it all and yeah. share their stories. Yeah, I think that would be really beautiful. And, you know, for all the people who come on the tour, yeah, have a look at what Casey's captured here and just imagine, you know, how she captures all these spaces and her eye and, you know, what it takes to find these angles, find these shots, because they're going to be the pieces that are going to engage you when you go through the brochure or when you look in uh, one of the magazines that will be showing it. These will be the photos that you're seeing and she's she's putting the bait there to get you to come and look at the homes. It's just a little start of the story, a little piece of a, the story. A little piece of the story. I love it. Yeah. Thank you.